Chay. I think the way that you summarized how we should deal with um, every personality type there as your tip section was excellent. That is very important. So I would definitely, if you guys took one thing from the show, go back to that and look that up again. Um, very, very interesting. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think we shouldn't have left it on the shelf for this long. Yeah. This is the gospel, man, right here. So this is really Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT Podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Welcome back everyone to the Real Life Tips Podcast. This is episode number 30 and we've got another great topic to share with you guys here today. I'm your host, Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual. Thank you very much for joining us. Welcome back. Um, grab a seat, get comfortable. This is another good one. It's been on our list of topics to do for quite some time. It required a little bit of insight, just some research, just to make sure that we don't come here and botch it completely. Um, but this is going to be an interesting one. It's something that I personally really needed in my life in order to just be a little bit more compassionate and understand other people a little bit and where they come from. But yeah, without being that vague, Marnu, maybe we should introduce it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great one because it's all about personality types and disk profiling specifically. So if you've never heard about disk profiling, we're gonna cover it extensively in this episode here today, the importance of disk profiling, what exactly is the purpose of disk profiling, and how can it benefit you in not only your work relationships, but also in your personal relationships, maybe the relationships that you have with your friends, with your family, with your with your spouse or your loved one or whatever the case is, right? So understanding people, I think, is always such an interesting topic for me, Leon, because I think mm. I've always had this... And the mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's this, this mystery of your understanding why people react to certain scenarios in a certain way or... You know, how certain people can just really you know, jump in and start taking action and others just can't. It's just no matter what they do, they just really can't be the same person as someone else. And it's really looking at it from a whole different perspective of seeing that there is science behind it. There's been extensive research and studies mm. done in the past by a number of... Um, very smart people. <laughs> a number of very smart people, yeah. And um, we're going to see, we're going to extrapolate on that quite a bit here today and see what sort of power sits behind understanding this disk mm. profiling. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. And I think what, what, what I like about disk profiling is that, you know, I'm a guy of formulas and reasoning and... Um, you know, creating some sort of argument towards proving something. I'm not someone that just likes to take things as they are. There needs to be explanation for it. So um, I like formulas, but I don't like long ones. So disk profiling is literally four letters. That's something my little brain can remember and can understand and I can relate to it. So um, I really enjoy having those little crutches to rely on um, when I, for example, face a person that's just the complete polar opposite of me and we're stuck in a conversation. Maybe it's a business conversation. You're forced into having to have the conversation with this person. We're maybe in a personal uh, space uh, or at a you know friend's house or whatever. You will just politely remove yourself from the conversation. Now you have to continue with it. Having a tool in your at your disposal like disk profiling might be able to actually help you interpret the person differently and kind of aid your own biases towards that type of person and uh, make the right kind of 
assumptions and lean in towards his personality type. I think that's what it's about, is to try and be a little bit more chameleon. Because we're all different, and I mean, I find myself to be quite a good chameleon. I can pretty much get along with anyone. Um, but I do need to have this tool at my disposal to enable me to do that because I need to understand, okay, this person is a D or I or S or a C or maybe both of those or whatever, and we'll get into those now um, and what they mean. But by doing that, I can immediately see that, okay, this person is maybe a little bit soft and I might be a little bit dominant, so I need to kind of meet him halfway. And by doing that, you almost always find that that person suddenly starts uh, warming up to you as well. Because now you are kind of meeting them on their level, which means they'll start inevitably leaning in towards you for the conversation. And the whole point of having, in this case, in this example now, a business conversation is to have something lucrative or productive come from that conversation. That's the whole reason you're talking about business. So by having this tool, you inevitably create better business in the long run. So very, very interesting topic. I think we need to go nice and deep into this. Give a couple examples. Yeah, I agree with you, Leanne. I think it's 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 important because as much as you are sometimes faced with someone or dealing with someone or having a chat with someone and you feel that there is some sort of a disconnect, you can't always run away from those conversations. Um, not in business. Sometimes you're forced into those conversations and you have to see it through and you can't reach a mutual agreement or understanding. Um, and there's just, there's the, it, I think you, you can best summarize it as it feels like a disconnect. Yeah. And that's a big part of communication on a day-to-day -day basis. So so it's all about building rapport, I think, with, hmm. with, with the other person. Um, in business, in sales, we deal with that a lot building rapport with a client with a customer in order to build uh, you know some sort of trust foundation mm. for them to trust you for you to trust them and to play open cards with them really it's not about manipulation it's about looking at the environment looking at the situation understanding it better and with that new perspective you can go and be more productive about the outcome of that specific engagement with that person yeah i think it's important to um, understand, yeah, that, and I firmly believe that there's really no bad people. Um, there's just misunderstood people. So the the point here is to create some sort of system or to have a system at your disposal that helps you to interpret those people and understand them better. Um, and there's always a line. I mean, we're not talking about leaning in towards moral indifferences or integrity differences and anything like that. We're just talking about being able to have a productive conversation with people that you would normally not maybe click with. Um, and that's pretty much what this is going to be about. This episode is all about understanding other people a little bit better because they probably just misunderstood. Um, and you might be at fault as well. It's sometimes looking into yourself and seeing that maybe I'm too dominant, maybe I'm too sociable, maybe I'm too gentle and toning that a little bit and adjusting those little volume knobs. And yeah, that's just going to make your relationship stronger. It's going to make you better deal with uh, different tip, uh, different personality types that you would usually clash yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's kick it off with where, where does one start, right? I think it's important to note a couple of things here. So there is an official test that one can take and it, it really strongly leans towards the workforce 
and understanding the teams that you work within in your business a little bit better so that you can manage them better, you can lead them better, or mm. you can work in, in, in better harmony with those people around you. But as much as that is true, I think the main goal for us here today is to shed some light on the matter and really to to create some form of awareness so that you can by the end of this episode here today sort of place yourself in this this profile are you a d are you uh you're a c are you an i or or an s and really understanding the differences between them so that you can get a foundational understanding of what is this this profile do for you and how to sort of place yourself in it and i can almost promise you during the course of this episode here today as we're going through this disc profile you're going to already be able to start Start thinking of you know, people close to you and placing them in these little categories and already understand why it is that they communicate in a certain way, why it is that they do certain things and why it is that they're focused so heavily on analysis or statistical information yes. or you know the, the fact that they are very dominant in a conversation and you can't always get your point across because they always you know sort of hush you down. So you'll understand them better as we progress through this episode here today. So I think without further ado, Leon, let's deep dive into the disk profile, break down each and every aspect of it real quick. If you haven't noticed, the disk profile is broken down into four letters, D, I, S, and C. And each and every one of those are personality types or personality styles within one specific personality type. So we're gonna break it down letter by letter and we're gonna start off with the letter D for dominance. Leon, do you wanna deep dive into that? Because, <laughs> and the reason I'm gonna give this to you is because you know that you're a dominant. So explain to us, what does that mean? What does the letter D for dominance mean in the D style of the so, this profile? Uh, yeah, D is for dominance. Um, so it's one of the stronger personality traits and it's something that can be interpreted as negative, but in this um, context it's completely the entire DISC or disc profile is about uh, the positive connectivity towards these personality traits so being dominant doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing and that's not just because I'm that type of person um, but it is actually a very good trait to have so that pretty much are people that they're very direct um, they're very strong in their will and they're quite forceful at times um, and I definitely do fall in that category. I think almost anyone that knows me uh, will agree, including my very close family and friends. And it's not really, I, I, look, applied incorrectly, it can really come off quite obnoxious and it could be overly emphasized in certain situations. It also means that I've got a bit of a short torch or a short uh, candle. So I could rush to aggression, not not physical aggression, but just overpowerment um, quite quickly, um, just to kind of get my point across. And I kind of usually think I'm right because I'm the type of person and we'll get to another um, letter in this later on that I that I equally um, fall under. And with that extra personality trait, it means that when I'm dominant and when I do try and enforce my opinion, I've probably already done all the necessary research 
and anal analysis of that uh, debate or whatever so that I know that I'm right. And yes, and of course, I'm not saying that in any cocky way. I mean, there are definitely times when that's not the case, especially in the more personal uh, conversations and stuff that one has. But from a business perspective, and like Marni said earlier, this is an incredible tool for business because it helps people to relate to each other. And, you know, all business is about making money, which means there's going to be an end customer. You need to understand how to speak to all of them. But anything that you apply in business, you can apply in personal life. So this is an equally important tool to apply in your personal life with your personal relationships. So dominance, yeah, being quite direct, I can be extremely direct at times. Um, I do it with like a flavor of humor. I think Marni would agree. Like I try and spice a bit <laughs> of humor in there to kind of try and take the edge off, even though it's always kind of veiled with seriousness and 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 being like i'm joking but i'm not joking mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's just it's a tool that i rely on and i've relied on for many many years that now that i know that it's called dominance it's it's maybe not the best word but it it can be used 100 as an asset because it allows me to get things done it allows me to not have things linger up in the air and being over debated for too long and having people undecisive and things like that so it's also a very very strong leadership character um, again when toned correctly and applied correctly and trying to not be just like completely forceful you can be very effective at getting things done. Um, I heard a saying this morning, actually, that says, and especially in these times that we live in right now, I think it's quite applicable. And for some of the <laughs> characters that we're going to work through t through today, this will go quite against the grain. But I'm the type of person that sometimes, in some cases, it's not necessarily, be necessarily going to be about doing it perfectly, but just doing it sometimes just getting the work out is also very important and that propels mm. creates forward momentum and propels people forward and the business forward or your relationship forward etc so that's pretty much dominance give your interpretation what do you think and how do you assess me i know that i'm a little bit guilty of this one but again like mm -hmm. i said when applied correctly maybe it's an asset I think it's interesting because one of the questions I have is how do we how do we identify if someone is a D-type personality or well, not a D-type but a you know a dominant style personality and it's it's funny because as you were talking there I could already place that once again because the examples that you gave there Leon were primarily focused around achieving results mm. getting bottom line results right so that's really what gives you what makes you your a d style personality because you're focused around getting bottom line results you're focused around you're maintaining control and, and achieving independence and those type of things are all pinpoints of a d type personality or d style personality in itself mm, i think it's interesting for me leon because there as much as there are some really good things that come of that type of personality there are also some challenges and each and every one of these personality types that we're gonna or styles that we're gonna address yeah. here today will have their own challenges and the other thing that i do want to point out is that 
just because you associate yourself with the D or with the I or the S, it doesn't mean that that's who you are as a person independent of all the other type of personalities that are out there, right? We're all a combination of each and every one of these, but you will always lean more towards one or two styles of these personalities. So keep that in mind. The other thing that I do want to point out is some of the challenges that I do see you facing and that are really, really associated associated with the D style personality as well is you struggle to show patience. You're not a patient person. (laughs) It's one of the things that you, if you want something you wanted now, and as we're probably going through this, you're already thinking of someone um, close to you that sort of portrays the same traits of these, these personality types that we're going to go through. But Lian, you struggle with with showing patience in a lot of these cases. And I think another another challenge here that really stood out to me in the D style personality is um, deep diving into each and every single step that you need to take to accomplish a specific goal is one of the things that that could prove quite challenging in the D style personality type in itself. Yeah, that's extremely true. You actually hit on complete and utter gold there. So as much as I, <laughs> as I exude dominance and I'm I'm quite detail oriented and analytical, I like to actually make sure of things and and do my homework. That kind of clashes with the patience in some cases. And and like I would say, I'm I'm very very extremely impatient, and it's definitely something that I've tried to work on, and I've really given up in a way. Even though sometimes I actively try and approach things patiently, I really, really do struggle to curb that. It's almost so finely ingrained in me that it feels as if it's just something I kind of need to deal with and live with and not try and fix it because it feels almost unfixable at this stage of my life. Mm-hmm. I kind of realized that when kids came, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to just laugh because, um, yeah, There's just, I've tried, when kids came, I said, they are going to teach me patience. And you can ask my wife now, it's six years later after my firstborn, and I'm still the very same impatient person. There are times where I've got a softer touch when it comes to them with regards to patience and and dealing with things that they do that's causing my patience alarms to go off. Um, then I can me- be a little bit more soft with them. But in general, inside me, I still have that fire burning that's just telling me I cannot take this taking so long. So yeah, as much as I'm detail oriented, I really do have a mechanism that's kind of automatic. I don't know how I do it. But where as much as I want the detail, I want the peak detail, like the peaks, there's peaks and valleys and unnecessary detail, I can cut through mm. that extremely quickly. And just look at the really important, like needle moving details, you know, the things that will make a difference. Yeah, I think that kind of summarizes that. I hope there's some people out there that identifies with that because I don't want to find out that I'm completely strange here. I think think so in summary, um, you know, these styles are motivated by winning by competition and success. And that's really, you know, it's achieving bottom line results. There are some really interesting facts about the D-style personality type, um, you know, that that are on the downside of it as well. I mean, some of the fears that D-style personality types uh, experience 
are typically things like uh, being seen as vulnerable or mm. being taken advantage of. <laughs> I'm yes. sure you can relate yes, a lot yes, to yes, that yes. specifically as well. But there, there's also the downside of always needing to win, always mm. um, thinking of a specific Not situation. Taking, um, failures very well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seeing something and, and seeing all in any sort of situation as a win-lose situation, mm. as like who won in the situation, who lost in the situation and taking that very personally as well. So if you're like that, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, that's me, <laughs> then don't beat yourself up about it. It's, it's a personality style. It's really just, um, it means that you need to know and create awareness around what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and knowing how to handle those as well so quite interesting looking at the dominance i think the next one is mm. the i style and it stands for influence mm. this is something that i can't relate with but i absolutely can think of a lot of people yes. in my personal life that i can associate this with so the i styles are typically motivated by social recognition group activities and relationships so i think you can already think of those people who are you, you know usually they they like to be the center of attention it's mm. it's not because you know they're doing anything wrong or it's bad or most people don't really understand them and why it is that they desire so much attention it's it's part of their personality they like being an influencer mm. or trying to be an influencer or trying to get recognition by the peers or the people around them or close to them in their own personal groups or work relationship groups and things as well. Yeah, 100%. I actually love these styles of people. I try and surround myself with them because my personality type is quite the opposite of that. So I find these people if I lean in towards them, they kind of, it's almost as if um, they poison you with their happiness, <laughs> if I can say that. Yeah. Um, it's as if they, they immediately lift the room up, right? And yeah, they just kind of exude enthusiasm and optimism and sp good spirits and and that's really great. I mean, I can I can think of a lot of people that's like this that immediately just pops up in my head vividly because these people are the people that kind of stand out, right? They from this from all of these almost more mild tempered classifications, they are the ones that you think about because they usually very sociable, they're the fun people at the party, they're the guys that want to kind of be center of attention, but in a good way because almost everyone tends to gravitate towards them naturally so that mm -hmm. levitates them to the center of attention just by virtue of everyone wanting them there and enjoying their company so it's it's a very very strong personality trait something that sometimes i wish i had but it i think it's a personality trait once again like you mentioned before that we're definitely not flat like we'll have a little mm -hmm. bit of each of these disc profiles or, or, or letters and so there's there's a little bit of aspect there that I see in you sometimes as well, Marni, um, as far as influence is concerned and the way that you can always be quite lively and very optimistic and like lift the room mm -hmm. and you'll play some music to us and guitar and you like your socials. And I mean, I even enjoy my mm -hmm. socials, but at the social, I wouldn't necessarily be the protagonist or the alpha, you know. Um, so... Mm -hmm really enjoy these people i think they are what kind of keeps the world centered a little bit so that we don't all get too serious about everything that's going on and because mm. they're so high spirited it also means that they are the people that influence most people quite pro positively probably the most 
So mm. it's very nice to surround yourself by the I types just because they'll definitely increase your uh, positivity for that. Yeah, and some of the, some of the goals that they're focused on typically is uh, to generate excitement, to mm. to use their charm and optimism to influence those around them to sort of spice up the the vibe. And we've spoken a bit about this briefly in one of our previous episodes as well is I'm sure each and every one of you listening to this can think of at least one person that has this personality style that just loves using that optimism to influence others to be more positive, to be, you know, to smile, to be more happy, to focus on the positive side of life as well. So I, I love this personality type as well. Yes, as much as I see some traits in myself, Leon, I'm definitely not a dominant in this specific style of personality, but there definitely are some some traits that I do see yeah, it's myself almost, here. It's, it's almost like you are uh, definitely um, on the influence side, but you're not necessarily an extrovert. Mm-hmm. So you won't, for example, yeah. be like that in a complete unfamiliar crowd where you don't know the people. But if it's people that you're comfortable around, um, you do kind of rise to the occasion of, of being influenceable or influential and and outgoing and optimistic Mm. etc so yeah i do definitely see them even though it's more from a introverted side than an extroverted side yeah Uh, so leon let's look at the next one which Mm. is the letter s stands for steadiness yeah steadiness so this is probably one of the i would say letters that i relate to the least but again really enjoy the company of these people because they're almost the opposite of dominance in in a way so the s is for steadiness it's usually people that are very even or mild tempered quite accommodating extremely patient so as we already mentioned not me (laughs) very humble very tactful and I mean, I can immediately, once again, there's so many people that pop up in my head here that just are 100% steady people. And what I like about these people and the reason I kind of, I, I immediately think of one specific individual very close to me, uh, a family member, um, and I spend a lot of time with this person and it is completely and utterly because of this personality trait. Because the fact that this person is very patient, very humble, very soft-mannered, soft-spoken even maybe, quite wise, very loving, caring, like almost like umbrella type person. For me, with my, let's say, dominant type of personality, very analytical and precise and all those kind of things, I need to kind of get someone to slow that down every now and again for me. So I need someone to actually come and say, listen... Mm let's talk about this thoroughly and patiently and quietly and relax and sit next to the water, do some fishing and just chill and just release all the chase and whatever that you're always trying to chase and so on. So I really do think these people, they've got it under control, man. I I don't know how, because again, I don't relate to this at all. But these people seem to have everything figured out. They're just so steady. They're so happy and content. They're very humble. They don't come across as flashy. They don't come across as people that are in your face. They do not seek center mm. of attention at all. They kind of enjoy just being there in the moment. Absolutely wonderful people. So, I mean, I, pers- I specifically, like I said, I've got one instance in my life of a particular person that exudes this personality trait. And mm. I tend mm. to really, really specifically enjoy that person's company purely because I'm the opposite of that. And that's one of the amazing things about the DISC profile that I realized, and I'm glad I remember 
now to mention this is mm. sometimes this profile is very much opposite to attract. And I think that's where yeah. the chemical and the, the old stories of opposite attract comes as well, as far as like romance and stuff is concerned. Um, because as yeah. much as we are quite dominant, each of us in one of these and, and maybe overflow a slight bit in all of the others, I tend to really enjoy the company of people that are the opposite of for example, dominance. If if we have <laughs> yeah, if we're yeah. two dominant people in a room, of course you can you can imagine how that yeah. can clash, right? Yeah, so I do kind of tend to really enjoy my time with people on the opposite side of this disc profile because when I'm with them, I almost feel like I can feel what their profile is like and enjoy it in that moment, even though intrinsically mm -hmm. that's not me. And they kind of enjoy my dominance and what I exude mm -hmm. once again because it teaches them a part of personality that they not come like usually yeah. like so very very interesting i think it's really cool that you mentioned that and it makes a lot of sense because when you think about it in in the personality types that we're exploring here today a lot of these personalities or some of these personality types or styles are ones that especially the ones that aren't dominant right they're always looking for leadership they're always mm. looking to follow some people are just better followers than they are leaders they're in it and there's nothing wrong with that mm. it's it just means that that's just the type of personality that you have and that makes a lot of sense now because if you're in the room with someone like an s mm. you know for instance someone that that values loyalty that values yeah. helping others achieve certain things helping the group achieve results and if you're the dominant in that conversation or in that room then of course you guys will get along. So mm. that's something that I feel that I actually do lean strongly towards sure. is uh, a lot of the, the stuff in the, in the S quadrant sort of really resonates with me because I am highly focused on loyalty and, and accommodating others and helping others. And some I think some of my biggest fears are typically, you know, I'm, I see myself as a people pleaser. <laughs> a lot of the times I hate letting people down. That's something that that is so strongly built within or coded within my personality that and I've never really understood why that is and and I beat myself up about it because I, I always hated the fact that I want to please others but now that I understand that this is just like part of my personality I think I can better accommodate others in that regard as well I can I can stop being so hard on myself I can stop fearing it as much yeah. and I can just start understanding that some people are dominant and you know they like to follow and I like serving them in that regard as well. So very, very interesting that you mentioned that. And it does make sense. It's, it's, it, does, it doesn't say that, you know, because you're a D-type personality or a strong uh, dominant that you will get along with other strong dominants. It's really understanding that you will have your strengths and your weaknesses and that working together with someone else on a project that has a different personality type that balances the scale a bit, that equalizes the, the situation will definitely benefit the outcome of that of that project in itself and or the specific relationship when you guys are dealing with conflict. Yeah, that is extremely interesting. I'm, I think you just mentioned something there about people pleasers and so on. And I think a lot of the wording in this specific episode 
comes off negative, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like even even dominance and strong-willed or forceful or impatience. All of these things sound so... Um, but if you flip it on its coin to find the power in the word, it's actually usually more of a strength than a weakness. Mm. When you mentioned the thing about people-pleasing and, and so on, it's something that I'm very, very unlike. And it's just because I was surrounded yeah. by similar people growing up. And I vowed never to be a people pleaser because it, I always saw the people pleasing people as being taken advantage of. And, you know, mm. I've never been more wrong in my life. I realized that later on in life when maturity set in and you get a bit of EQ or emotional intelligence where people pleasing people are in the world for that one very, very good reason is they kind of the glue between the cracks that no one notices or sees, but that keeps the stuff together. And my, I've got very close family that are the, very much the same. And I had to come to the realization of what is the strength behind people pleasing? What am I missing? And as soon as I went down that rabbit hole, wow, I actually realized that peop, non-people pleasers are probably at, in the wrong and people pleasers are probably more right. Because the compassion that they show towards other people and the fact that they want to continuously help, even most of the time at the expense of their own, is an mm. extremely, extremely humble and, and nice gesture. So we actually need to kind of take a bow to those type of people instead of always seeing them as, I don't know, I always see that, saw them push as targets or, or pushovers yeah. or can't mm. say no mm. and, and those kind of things. When actually, in real fact, if you can control I think if you can at least be a people pleaser, but control it to such a way that you do not get taken advantage of, which I think definitely for money's sake, it's it's like that, then it's one of the best assets I think one can have. And it's actually something that I am trying to, <laughs> one of the things that I am trying to work on a little bit more is to have that compassion. Yeah, interesting. So if you're wondering, how do you classify someone as an S style personality? It's usually people who... Uh, listens to other perspectives, who tries to understand from someone else's perspective, mm. who tries to you know, keep their own needs to themselves, who don't really share a lot of their own needs and really focuses more on others than they do focus on themselves. Someone who is more accommodating towards others, someone who, who absolutely values loyalty and, and security and stability. Um, but mainly, it's those people who are fearful of offending others and letting others down. Yeah, so really correct. interesting. L moving into the last one, Lian, the C of disk profiling, which stands for conscientiousness. Mm. Um, the analyst, <laughs> I think there's a big one here that resonates extremely well with me. I've mentioned it so many times that yourself and myself included, I think we are both so similar in this regard as we deep dive into all of the analytical information of a specific task or something that we're trying to accomplish here mm, yeah conscientiousness this is a strong one for me um definitely one of my strong traits i tend to be over analytical at times i think we've already <laughs> discussed about money being over analytical <laughs> himself i think this mm. is a very very strong characteristic to have i can't see how life and it technology and advancement in the world existed without conscientious people 
that were able to be pr very precise, reserved, very systematic, very analytical um, in order to achieve forward momentum and improve upon something that might have not been that great before. So in everything that I do, and I, I do take it to the extreme sometimes, but like I mentioned earlier, I'm not that detail oriented necessarily i'm just very very quick mm -hmm. to assume based on very hard facts so it's not that i get over analytical but i do want to know the facts and i do want to know the data i completely live and breathe data so i trust mm -hmm. those and i use those to make very many decisions in my life let me tell you like i don't do or jump into anything unknown without doing my yeah. research and without making 110% sure. And I do sometimes yeah. over obsess on things. So I would, for example, if it's something like uh, that, I really, really want like buying a new car or a caravan or whatever, I would sometimes spend in excess of like seven hours a day yeah. <laughs> leading up to the purchase, just researching it over and over again, watching the same YouTube videos about a model of car, for example, every video that I can find until I make the purchase. So in some cases, but I think it's almost then turning into like a hobby where you're looking so much forward to that purchase that you want to know everything about it before you get your hands on it. So it's probably that as well. So it's probably fueled by a little bit of dopamine and, and so on as well. But your conscientious people are, are, are very, very precise, very analytical. They don't do blase stuff they do not believe in just throwing stuff on a wall and see what sticks yeah what's really interesting about that as well is as much as you are a dominant which kind of clashes with this c style personality type as well i think you do have some traits here and like you said you want to focus on on the details a little bit but mm. Again, you focus on the logic and objectivity. So you quickly analyze and you quickly take action. Correct. It's because you're more a dominant than you are a conscientious yes. person. Yes, and right. for me, it's it's a little bit of the opposite side. So I do have a few dominant aspects of my personality, but I absolutely do lean strongly into this C, the analyst. Um, yeah. <laughs> I focus very, very highly on quality and accuracy of executing a task and sometimes that definitely does get me under so it's in summary c styles are motivated by opportunities to gain knowledge to show their expertise and produce quality work they're typically mm -hmm. uh, classified as overthinkers or perfectionists <laughs> and so if you're seeing a lot of this in yourself just know that it is an actual personality style that you have some of the things that you want to be you know, on the lookout for in this specific classification of a personality style as a C-type personality, uh, these people tend to fear criticism and being wrong. They always try and cover all their bases before they get, uh, before they submit yeah, they're something. They're usually not wrong. That's the. They're thing. usually <laughs> not wrong. Yeah, but they're yeah. so fearful of that. They have strong displays yeah. of em of emotion as well. So, you know, just just take it easy with them. <laughs> These are some of the fears and some of the the weaknesses that they do actually exude as well. Yeah. Uh, some of the goals that they that they do focus on is they try and stick to objective processes and they try and be as accurate and as correct as possible all of the time or most of the time. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very highly focused on personal growth. So I can almost guarantee that half of you guys listening to this or even more than half Exude of you of listening this, to yeah. this show, I think 
definitely has that because that's what our show is focused on. It's focused on personal growth. It's focused on uh, gaining new knowledge or experience and using that experience in your own life as well. So very, very interesting to know that that is actually uh, classified as a personality style as well. So there you have it. Those are the four different classifications or quadrants that you can look for in in other people around you i think leon let's move into the real life tip <laughs> section <laughs> of the session here today and see <laughs> and see how it is that we can use this in our own lives to yeah. to actually transform the way that we communicate with others and how we react to certain scenarios or situations in our own lives Let's kick it off, Leon. Any tips that you would like to leave here today? Yes, definitely. So I think the one is very, very obvious. And uh, by the way, I think this was an extremely good topic to actually go over. I think especially the C type, the way that you just explained it, they're really, really interesting. Like you said, I think a lot of our listeners probably have that personality trait. And it's a really, really good one to have. Again, one of the tips that I would want to give you is that now that you are aware of this, because awareness is everything, right? So now that you're aware of this, how are you going to apply it? One of the tips I would definitely want to give is to go and think of the most obnoxious people, the people that you don't get along with, <laughs> yeah, and reevaluate those personalities or reevaluate those relationships based on this new method or this new reality that you now know that is disk profiling and reassess them and see whether you didn't just maybe misunderstand them and is there maybe a possibility of uh, making amends with those relationships now that you know how to better interpret their stance that is i think extremely important again like i said in the beginning i really do believe in this entire world there aren't really any bad people there's just many many misunderstood ones and again not Mm. talking about people in jail and people looting and rioting and things like that i'm just talking about generalizing (laughs) the general people that you encountered across your path that irritated you or whatever they probably just you misunderstood them maybe they even misunderstood you and um, relationships are very important so try and go and see whether there are some that you can fix based on this new knowledge and the second and my last tip would be there's obviously I mean the concept is so pure and so nice that I don't think we need to really Mm. give any tips but one of the things that I would say is a tip is to try now again once now that you are aware and we've now kind of given it names and traits and values and given you this formula assess yourself a little bit and just try and see where you can maybe level out a little bit because you know we're all going to be a little bit too extreme in some of these but now again once you give something a name you can see it you can address it you can actually work on that so go and see of these personality traits which ones do you actually want to be like and see what you can do in order to lift yourself to them and see which ones you are maybe over amplified on. I know for sure that there's some here that I could definitely tone down a little bit and it wouldn't take too much from me to do that and could be seen as obnoxious from (laughs) the recipient side. Um, So go and evaluate yourself, give yourself like a rating, go and try the test if you can. There are definitely free ones available. We decided not to share them on the show because many of them require you to give email addresses up and stuff like that and we don't want you to get spam. Um, But go and try and see if you can somehow take this test to kind of give you a very clear indication where you land. And then based on that, evaluate yourself, yeah, and just see how you can improve your relationships. Yeah, 
Love that, Leon. Love that. So I think I've got four tips, but actually, let's just wrap it up into one specific one. So a couple of highlights that I want to leave with you in communicating with each and every one of these personality styles and the d starting off with with the letter d the dominant just say yes and this is really when when you <laughs> yeah when you're communicating with a d style personality be brief and stay focused remember that they don't necessarily want the long story and they don't really want to hear a whole explanation of everything they want to get to the bottom line as quick and as effectively as possible so when you're communicating with a d style personality get to the point and get there quick Right, because you don't want to bore them with details and all of these so things right. that yeah. don't really necessarily interest them or don't repeat yourself on an ongoing basis, right? In terms of the I, remember that this these are the influences and they really want to hear about your experiences. Allow them to ask some questions and talk about themselves as well so that they yeah, can feel included in here. Yeah, yeah, open up to them, include them in the conversation. Don't bombard them with, with too many of the details and things as well. So very, very interesting and very important to focus on that when you're communicating with an I-style personality. And then moving into the S. So these are the type of people who are great listeners. They, you know, don't be afraid to be personal and to to really express your interest in them and what you expect from them in a specific situation or scenario remember to be polite and avoid any confrontation these people really don't like confrontation mm. they really don't like conflict like mild, mild yeah so really really don't be assertive with them be empathetic and really try and accommodate them in that regard as well and then lastly touching on the c-type personality these are the people who you would want to share as much of the details as possible right but focus on the facts focus on analysis remember that these are the analysts of the world right these are the people who want to know the nitty-gritty the details but they also want to know the facts so be patient be persistent with them be diplomatic with them Try and avoid using any emotional language or pep talk because these people don't necessarily care too much about the emotional side of things and how you felt during a specific situation or a scenario. They want to listen to the facts and get straight to the point. So really take those things into consideration when communicating with those personality styles. Leanne, I think it's been an absolute great episode in terms of deep diving specifically into the DISC profiles and what they could mean in communication of people in your life and and really how they can assist you in understanding yourself better and to not beat yourself up about that. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Let us know your comments, your thoughts and what personality type you see yourself in. And if this shared some insight, I really hope that this has been informative. Leon, any last words from your side? No, not much. I think the way that you summarized how we should deal with um, every personality type there as your tip section was excellent. That is very important. So I would definitely, if you guys took one thing from the show, go back to that and look that up again um very very interesting i really really enjoyed this episode i think we shouldn't have left it on the shelf for this long this is the gospel man right yeah so this was really really good thank you very much thank you ladies and gentlemen and remember to head over to our poll our live poll that we're running on our site it's hosted at rltstudios.com forward slash show 24 it's going to take you two seconds just let us know Do you want to hear more of us? Two questions. It's going to take you two seconds. And we really look forward to hearing from you. And this is myself wrapping up Mono. Thanks. You were joined by Leon. As usual, we'll see you on the next one. See you.
you on the next one. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys, cheers.